your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today, the Colorado Avalanche finish a 7-3 victory over the San Jose Sharks uh, last night. And uh, overall, a a good performance. Does that mean uh, it was super clean and there aren't things to be worked on? Definitely not. So we'll get into the things that went well and the things that went wrong. Uh, We'll get into individual players and kind of just talk about the game in general. And we also did not go over... Our three stars of last week, not named Nathan. So we will get to those as well. If you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, you already know what they are because I posted them earlier yesterday. Uh, but we'll still talk about them. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So when you look at the score, 7 to 3 Colorado, yeah, that everything seems to be uh, good and going their way. But you know, you dig into some other stats, and you know, obviously, there's still some things that they need to work on. Power play is definitely one of them. Uh, a one for five day on the power play, uh, on the penalty kill, they held the Sharks to zero for five, so that's a plus. Their penalty kill has been very good this year. I think they're top ten. Probably improved after today's game. I think they were eight going into last night's game. So they maybe improved that status a little bit. But, yeah, their penalty kill has been good. Their power play was very good early in the season. It's kind of dropped off a little bit. But you can't take away the the, the chances that they had on the power play were very good. Um, and I think they were one – they scored the power – their one power play goal that they did score was on their first power play. So off to a good start, and then, you know, nothing after that. That's what needs still some work. And, you know, that's I don't think that's picking, you know, s- small things out of a, a overall good win. Uh, the power play is a big deal, and that's a big deal for the entirety of the season. So, yeah, that's something that they still need to work on. Uh, the game as a whole in the beginning – they weren't getting what they they wanted to. They they the Sharks were disrupting everything. It seemed like they were in the right place at the right time. And then Ryan Donato scores a goal about halfway through the first, and Nazem Kadri rings a puck off the crossbar. And when he did that, you're like, oh man, here we go again. You know, this is is this going to be another repeat of the Ducks game with three or four pings off the post and a goaltender who's just otherworldly uh that did not turn out to be the case thankfully Jonas Donskoy scored later in the first about four or five I say about five minutes after Donato did and then 19 seconds later about that Brandon Saad scored his first of two in the game and then Miko Rantanen scored in the last minute of the third so Ryan Donato scores a goal for San Jose and you're thinking you know, you wanted to get that first goal, obviously. It didn't happen, but then Donskoy, Saad, Rantanen. 
boom, boom, boom. The Rantanen one was on the power play off of a McKinnon pass, which they have that play down pat where, where Nathan McKinnon kind of gets it going towards the slot. He's not quite there. He's still by the dots, and he just waits for the right time to saucer it over to Rantanen, who just is on the spot with his on his knee one-timer. Uh, they do that all the time, and you can't stop it because you have to respect Nathan McKinnon, uh, and you can't. They're on opposite ends of the ice. You 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 have to respect both of them. But when McKinnon has the puck, you gotta respect him. So that sometimes will leave Ranton and open, and and that's what happened. So they got those three goals, with especially with the Ranton and one being so late in the first, you felt really really good coming out of the first intermission. And they continued it. And, you know, a minute and a half in, Nachuskin on the shorthand got a goal. So after a period and a minute and a half, the Avalanche had a full strength goal, a power play goal, and a shorthanded goal. I mean, when you do that, that you're going to be a tough team to beat. Gerard added another one after that. So now you're looking at five to one. And even after, I guess, the the Rantanen one, maybe after the, maybe it's tough to say after the Rantanen one because it was so late in the first, but the Nachuskin one, it just seemed like the ice just opened up for the Avalanche and they could do whatever they wanted, go wherever they wanted. And it just seems like the Sharks were completely deflated. And then they, they, it's almost like they knew how to defend them in the first 15 minutes. And then after that, didn't know what to do and looked like they were chasing the entire time. So it was a good thing to see on the Avalanche side that they were really in control for once they took control. I don't want to say they're in control for the entirety of the game because, like I said, that first 15 minutes, it was a pretty evenly played game. A little bit more frustration because the Avalanche were getting shots, but not high percentage shots. More shots from you know just inside the blue line. Pretty easy shots to, to save. But once they got going, they were all over the place. Uh, I don't have their shot chart or their heat map uh, just yet. I'll probably have that tomorrow. And I'm anxious to see it because uh, they, they were everywhere, including the net front, which is what they were not doing against Anaheim. They did it in spurts a little bit here and there, but uh, they were doing it in the beginning of this game and just hopefully getting a, a shot through. Um, and it doesn't happen. So, it, I mean, it, it's low percentage. So, um, once they, once they got going and it, you know, then the sharks had to play on the offensive to re- try to catch up. And that just leaves everything open for Colorado. Uh, like I said, Sam Girard got one Taves got one. Who else do we have here? Uh, Saad got his second. Um, and then, you know, the sharks added a couple smattered in there but it was never really in doubt once after the first you you felt good you 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 did you felt like this is uh you know a game that they needed to have and i said it earlier in the day i put it up on twitter when when the lines came out and you had the sod burkowski and cadre line back together i just had a feeling that things were going to be a little bit better for them today. I, you know, they're professionals and they don't just, if they're not playing well, just say like, well, well, we're not playing well. 
those guys in particular want to end that talk and end that conversation. And uh, I think they did in a really, really big way. We'll get into the stats in the next segment. But uh, maybe this was the game that this line needed to have to just start playing better. Just, you know, not even get over the hump. Just start playing better. And I think this was uh, maybe uh, something that they can hang their hat on to say that they did. It, it was uh, a, a really good game up up and down. All the, all the Avalanche goals came in the first and second. No goals in the third. Uh, things got a little bit chippy towards the end there. I don't think Avalanche fans are too happy with Evander Kane. A um, couple penalties by him, which were aggressive and maybe taking out some aggression penalties. And a lot of, uh, you know, dead puck after the whistle had blown extracurriculars, which could carry over. And, and that's the thing with this baseball style of schedule. You don't have to wait a couple weeks or a couple months to play this team again and hold on to that grudge, if there is one, uh, for a long period of time. You get a day off and then you're right back at it. So if there's some bad blood going on that has maybe started or materialized, and maybe it's all just because of the score, because the Avalanche just kind of embarrassed the Sharks, will that carry over? I don't know. That's kind of like what we see in baseball. Somebody doesn't like something and it's a you know, three or four game season, uh, it gets settled the next day. That might happen here. We we shall see. I don't think there was anything really egregious going on between the two teams. I just think it was the Sharks were frustrated. So we'll get into stats here in a second. Um, we and I think you're going to like like most of them. Uh, but we are going to hear from our friends over at Built Bar first. And Built Bar is the best pro, the best tasting protein bar you have ever had in your life. It tastes more like a candy bar rather than those nasty, gritty protein bars that you might be used to, used to. So they are soft and they're easy to chew. They come in 18 amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, mint brownie, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie. list goes on. Just check them out. So they're great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Most bars have 19 grams of protein, 180 or 130 grams, or excuse me, 180 or 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Insanely tasty, insanely good for you. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON. You get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKEDON. And 20% comes off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right. Stats. Uh, obviously have you heavily favored in the Avalanche favor. Shots on goal. The Sharks did have 30 shots on goal. I guess from an Avalanche perspective, you like to see that a little bit lower. Uh, but when you're up by that much, maybe you're not as tight as you should be on defense. Uh, and things kind of get through the, you know, the opponent is going to press more. Uh, so they're going to have maybe some inflated stats towards the end of, of the game, but the avalanche did get 42 shots on goal, which is great. And what I did not mention was that, um, Jones was pulled for Dubnik. And, uh, I think <laughs> a lot of fans dislike Dubnik for his complaining, and he did it again. I don't know what he was complaining about, but 
Uh, I think it was the was it the Gerard goal? I, I, there was a goal that he gave up where his I mean, it was a Taves goal where his uh, stick went flying and he's throwing his hands up in the air like uh, it was he got tangled up with Miko Rantanen and he's trying to complain to the refs that Miko Rantanen like kicked it and you look at the replay and Rantanen had nothing to do with his stick. I mean, I know athletes complain, but Devin Dubnik takes it to another level and it's kind of annoying. It's just just you you did something stupid just shut up and play just own it say i screwed up and get back in goal but he just cannot do that he just if if he lets up a goal it is not his fault so uh go i'll have the the uh game replay up on uh, the solo page that i have if you follow me on twitter it it's, he just embarrasses himself when he does that stuff so, whatever. So, 42 shots on goal for the Avalanche. Uh, they did lose the face-off percentage, which the Avalanche have been very good in face-off percentages, which is good to see because historically they're bad in face-off percentages. And I, nobody really wants to, like, talk about it too much. And you don't need to. But as bad as the Avalanche have been over the past few seasons, it's nice to see them better in faceoffs, I think they're they're near the top of the league right now. So I think it's a big deal. I don't think people make an, enough out of that. Uh, just faceoffs alone, and when the Avalanche have been as bad as they have been, they've been, and it really did change when Nazem Kadri came. He's a very good faceoff uh, player, and and it kind of changed. Maybe that he's rubbed off, or maybe taught some other guys like some techniques or something. But uh, they've been a lot better. But they lost the faceoff percentage in that. Power plays we talked about. Um, as far as team-specific or player-specific stats, four guys did not score in this game. Everybody else on the, on the roster for the Avalanche scored. And those four guys are Comfer, Belmar, Byram, and Ryan Graves are the only guys that did not score. So... Uh, and it was no, nobody had a three point game. No, I'm lying. Kel McCarr had a three point game. He, he had, uh, three assists. Um, but other than that, you got, you know, ones and twos up and down the lineup and Nachuskin got on the board with that shorthanded goal for a minute. It seemed like he didn't think he, it might get taken away from him. He didn't celebrate too much. He's not the type of guy that does that anyway. He's a very low key guy. He doesn't get overly excited about, doesn't seem like he gets overly excited about anything. But he didn't get a good stick on the puck, and it kind of bounced. And I don't know if it hit his skate, but he was hockey stopping, so it would have counted even if it did. But I don't think it did. And I think he had some doubt in his mind that he was going to get credit for it, but it definitely stuck. So goal and assist for him. Uh, like I said, the second line, they just needed to play better. And we got that tonight out of them. Brandon Saad, two goals. For him, Nazem Kadri, uh, an assist for him, but he I thought he played so much better, and he had that one ring off the crossbar, and then Burakovsky with two assists. And and Burakovsky did not play a ton, um, just shy of 14 minutes of ice time, but when you look at what these forwards did across the board, that's really not that bad. Uh, who led them? Probably McKinnon. McKinnon, no. 
actually Comfer led the team in time on ice with just over 17 minutes, believe it or not. Just over 17.08. Everybody else is below that. So when you look at it, when you look at it that way, it's really not that far off. I'm talking about Burkowski, but uh, he just makes that second line so much better. And whatever he his ailment was, I hope it's nothing that's lingering, because if he if they can be consistent, and I was I, I was going to say that earlier, not just him, this whole moving the lines around and everything, I get it, but at some point you have to have some continuity and leave the lines alone. I love Jared Bednar, but let these guys work it out. I think it's a lot tougher to work it out when you're constantly changing the lines and then you don't know when you go to the rink that day, like, which line am I going to be on today, with the exception of the top line? So uh, I think, you know, nothing really should change too much going into the next game against San Jose because they played so well in this game, depending on if someone has, like, aches and pains. But I think you're, I think what you're looking at here, uh, Kiefer Sherwood was in the game today for, uh, who who did he come in for? I wish I could remember off the top of my head. He, he came in for, um, uh, it, it's escaping me, but he, he probably won't be there. Um, and he played, you know, okay. I think he, he got on the scoreboard. So, uh, is that, and that's one of the things this Avalanche team takes pride in is you can slot anybody in and they'll be, uh, they'll, they'll take part and they'll be serviceable. So, all right, one more break and then we'll get into our three stars of last week, not named Nathan. And we are going to hear from bet online and BetOnline.ag, and we're going to be talking about it till it happens, but the Super Bowl is here and that's when everybody puts money down and that's when everybody wants to have some fun and uh, maybe throw some prop bets out there who you think the MVP is going to be. I know a lot of people are, you know, the quarterbacks are always going to be what everybody talks about when it comes to MVPs. And I think Von Miller maybe is the last non-quarterback to win MVP. Could be wrong on that, but we'll say it anyway. Um, But you can put, a lot of people are saying, you know, Shaq Barrett, former Bronco, could get MVP. Uh, it could be a defensive. He could have a really good defensive game. But if you want to put money down on that stuff, you can. If you want to put money on the coin toss, you can. And you can do that at betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account and use the promo code Locked On, and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on for that 50% welcome bonus after your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right. So as we do every week, we have our three stars of the week, not named Nathan. And the way that I do this is our stats included. Yeah, maybe. But I don't I don't like to just look at stats only and just give guys a first star, second star, third star, just based on that alone. I like giving it to guys who maybe don't get the notoriety at all throughout the season, which is why this is called not name Nathan. And uh, I'm just going to tell people right now that Miko Rantanen is not on here. And it's not because he's not performing well. He's probably the hottest player in the league. Uh, I just use this as my soapbox to kind of 
you know, get some people who should get noticed, noticed. Will Miko Rantanen be on here? Yeah, at some point during the season, definitely. The only one that won't be is Nathan McKinnon, because it's so easy to give it to him every year, because he's the best player on the ice every single night. That is why I have Bowen Byram as my third star. Did he light it up? No, he had an assist, but the assist was highlight reel. Um, And I think just coming in and holding, more than holding his own, uh, the first game, I don't know the exact minutes, but I think he played less than 10 minutes in the first game. And then he played 14 minutes in the second game. And then let's see what he played last night against San Jose. 21 minutes and 14 seconds. That is the most of the defenders. The number I gave you before with 17.08 for Comfort was most of the forwards. So Bo Byron played the most minutes of anybody on the team last night. So he's gone from single-digit time to teen time to big boy time. (coughs) Excuse me. So they are relying a lot on him. Um, And that will not change. He's here to stay. So I, I think, and on top of that, I think he's playing well. It's not just like, oh, give him the third star because he's he's finally here and yay, we're all happy. He's played well. He's played really, really well. So I think he's deserving of that third star. Second star, another guy I think is just deserving. Nothing jumps out in the stat sheet. Um, and we know how he plays and we know that he hustles all the time. That's why his nickname is Matty Hustle. And it's Matt Calvert. I thought Calvert played exceptionally well against Anaheim and L.A. Uh, You you just love when he's out on the ice because he doesn't stop. He has that motor that does does not quit. So uh, was that's who Sherwood is in for. Now it hit me, Matt Calvert. Matt Calvert did not play yesterday. Um, Don't know why. Said maybe he's. I think he said he's day to day. But let's really really hope that uh, it is nothing long-term like this Pavel Francos thing is. I, I don't know what's going on with, with Francos, but it doesn't sound good. Bednar was asked about it, and his response was so short, and it was almost like he didn't want to be asked about it. So that is very, very concerning. We might, I don't know. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't, who knows when we're going to see Pavel Francos? Hopefully it's nothing serious. But Matt Calvert, um, hope he comes back very soon because he he is the engine that makes this team go, really. And when you're sitting on the bench and watching this guy that's playing on the fourth line give it his all every single shift, that, that next line that comes out is is raring to go. So he's, he's my second star. And the number one star for me is Philip Grubauer. I think um, so many people were questioning the avalanche and their goalie situation. Uh, you know, they, they split the four-game road trip, and the only reason they were in any of those games was Philip Grubauer. I think he's been great all season long. And, you know, there's so many people who think the Avalanche can't win a cup with Grubauer and goal. Um, I think he's out to prove a lot of people wrong. So far, the returns have been good. And, you know, is he, you know, was there things that he's done wrong? Yeah, but every goalie does. 
So, but overall, he's kept the Avalanche in games. Where last year was, you know, you, you kind of didn't know what you were going to get. He'd have a really good game followed by a couple bad games and then followed by a couple really good games. I think he, for the most part, he has been upward this year. So, and he's and he needs to be. If Francois isn't there and something's going on with Francois, then Grubauer is the guy. So he needs to prove it to himself, to the team, to the league, to the fans that he is, uh, he, he, they can lean on him. And uh, he's done well. I think he's done it really, really well. So this is kind of like giving it to him because so many people had questions about him and the Avalanche goaltending situation. I still think they play that game of like like they did tonight. We scored seven goals and he gave up three. Who cares? Uh, I think he does. He, he would like to have that number be, you know, zero or one. But overall, like I said, all the flack the Avalanche were taking for their goalies and maybe going to get a premier goalie, and Sackick was like, no, I, I like how he's playing. I think he's rewarding him for that. So uh, he is my number one star of the week. So let me know what you think. If you have anybody different, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And that will be it for today. We will be back tomorrow, and we'll kind of... Uh, continue the conversation to see where avalanche go maybe this can jumpstart them for a nice little win streak so very good game overall but still some things to button up especially that power play let's stop talking about the power play and just know that it's awesome that would be nice so enjoy the day everybody thank you for tuning in see you guys tomorrow here's jovi go abs go